0: Mitch Trubisky, Chuksekorafor, and Presley Harvin all released in the same release. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Covacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. Had to think about it there for a second. And this is, in fact, daily shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into. Hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates in the same place that you found this. When I say one release, I mean one press release. You don't see $12 million of cap hit get cut with one stroke of the pen, but also one pressing of the send button from media relations. That was that was something. I've got plenty to say about Chooks, and I'll do that. Later in the week, I've got stuff to say about Harvin, and I'll do that as well later in the week. But Mitch made some cash while he was here, you guys. I don't know if anybody realizes how much the man was paid, but it was close to $20 million. By the time he's done collecting his guaranteed money that got spread out after. An extension following his first season. The original contract was two years and 14 million. Then it was redone before last season. He, he did well for himself. The number of games in which he participated, the amount of damage that was done to him, which was, of course, limited. He, he, that's, that's a good living. But believe it or not, that's not the biggest mistake that was made in that scenario. If you go back, To the training camp of 2022. You'll recall that Mason Rudolph entered that calendar year as the only quarterback on the roster. Steelers then went to the Bills and asked some questions about Mitch, who just served a year as Josh Allen's backup and had a preseason game before that season for the ages where he was just close to perfect. And, you know, preseason and stuff. But there had been some dialogue, and I'm not breaking any news here. This isn't anything that hasn't been commonly shared, commonly heard. But Kevin Colbert had a really candid conversation with Buffalo management, and they really felt that Mitch deserved a chance to start somewhere. They saw what the situation was in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger retiring. And they were just really excited that the Bills coaching staff had uncovered some really wrong things in Mitch's repertoire, resonating from his time with the Bears, where quarterbacks go to die. And Mitch comes into Latrobe, and he's got not only Mason there, but the Steelers picked up Kenny Pickett in the draft and with a lot of excitement. I'm talking about internal excitement. They were really stoked to get Kenny, but they were still going to stick with Mitch. The competition, if you'll recall back then, was purported to be Mitch versus Mason, with Kenny as kind of a, man, he'd really have to knock our socks off, but we'll keep our eyes open kind of status. There was no competition. There was no competition, and you're going to have to trust me when I say that that didn't sit well with a lot of people in the fold, in particular those who wanted to see Mason get his chance. Now, depending on your viewpoint, and we all have different viewpoints when we're attending camp, there were some who felt that Mason was head and shoulders above the others at that camp. I didn't see that same scope of difference. But I also didn't see Mason winning any competition. In fact, I really didn't see any competition. He was the number one guy. He was getting the first team reps. And you want to know something? He acted like it too. That's not a knock. That's not a criticism. He carried himself as the number one. And I'll repeat, there was no competition. Not for a single day. Not for a single drill. So Mitch enters the season. He looks just like Mitch from Chicago. Everybody, myself included, calls for Kenny to come in at quarterback since it had been clear that they weren't about to give Mason any kind of chance under any circumstance. And Kenny comes in and at least looks better than Mitch for a while, then throws some picks, then things go south. Fast forward to this season, Kenny gets hurt, Mitch comes in, three of the ugliest losses anyone seen around here in a long time the two coming to the two and ten opponents cardinals and the patriots and then what i thought was the worst of them the one in indianapolis to the colts where they scarcely showed up mitch was throwing the ball to the wrong team mitch got pulled really late in favor of mason tomlin realizes my god i've got no choice but to turn to mason and he does so And everyone knows how the rest unfolded. Well, the silliness of all this was the apparent emphasis that the Steelers had on playing the quarterback who was being paid the most as opposed to the one who was performing the best. With Kenny, you can make an argument. You can say, hey, first round pick. We want to see what he's got. Maybe it's time. Maybe it isn't, but it's worth our while to find out. With Mitch, the only reason you put him out there is because he's at the top of the pay scale. Nobody could convince me otherwise. Not for why he started in 2022, and definitely not for why he got those three games, as opposed to, you know, just one game, or even two, but to turn back to him for Indianapolis was, wow, why? The money never should have mattered if only because you could take all three of Pittsburgh's quarterbacks, count up their cumulative cap hits, and you still wouldn't have what somebody else's franchise guy is getting. So you shouldn't have been looking at dollars and cents at any point. But Mitch goes out there throws a bunch of interceptions. Tomlin gets really upset with him. And it all took way too long. Way too long. When we come back, J1Q. Today's show is sponsored by the Poker Room at Live Casino Pittsburgh. Join them this month for the daily hand hustle promotion where the first 20 hands will win up to $200. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament. That's March 7th through the 10th with a $25,000 guaranteed prize pool. Plus, join live for an $8,000 cash drawing on March 24th at noon. Follow them on x at Poker WML. Again, that's at livepoker WML. Live Casino Pittsburgh, located on Route Today's J1Q fits nicely with the theme of this episode. It comes from Alex, who says, DK, why would Mason Rudolph want to stay where he was the third string, even though he was better than everyone else? He played great when he finally got the chance, and yet they're still talking about Kenny Pickett starting in 2024. He should go where he's actually appreciated. Alex, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time or read my writing on DK Pittsburgh Sports, you'll you'll know that I'm not real big on speculating. I'm not big on guesswork, and I really hate predictions. I try to go with what's real in almost every scenario. Here's what's real about this scenario. Mason legitimately has no problem with sticking around. He has no problem with anyone associated with the Steelers, including Mike Tomlin, especially not Omar Khan, a guy who's forged a terrific and trusting relationship with him. And I can tell you unequivocally that when Mason says he's grateful that he was able to get that chance to go into those final four games, that he means it. That's Not something that he's been saying for effect. It's not something he's saying just to keep the door open for the purpose of raising his price through free agency or whatever. He has absolutely, unequivocally not made up his mind on any front. But he is open to returning to the Steelers. Now, to answer your question, why would he be? Well, one, he's developed some really, really good friendships. With the veterans on this team, there's a reason that Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and a couple of the guys on the defensive side, as well, who've been around for a long time, uh, piped up on his behalf late in the season. Speaking, of course, about Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, who are kind of important in that particular world. If you'll recall his answers to my questions up in Buffalo after the playoff loss, he became visibly emotional. In thinking about the bonds that had been forged over that month in which the Steelers did all that winning to get into the playoffs. The bonds among the guys on the offense. His guys, for a month anyway. That's one reason. The second reason, I mean, think about it. Not to be mean here, but if you're an NFL quarterback who's a, a career two or even three and you're more interested in playing than getting paid, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go that provides a better option for that than Pittsburgh? Here, I'm going to say this once more. This isn't a dig or a shot at Kenny. There are teams, obviously, in the NFL who got worse quarterbacking, over the course of the first dozen games or so, the same games that Kenny played. But those teams pretty much invariably can be counted on to be the ones who are right there at the top of the draft, taking quarterbacks 72 days from now. And if you take a quarterback in the top 10 in what's perceived as being a pretty decent class for the position, that kid is going to play. He might not play in the first couple of games, but he's going to play in weeks three and four or five or whatever it is. If you think that general managers around the league didn't look at what just happened in Houston and think, man, get me one of those. Get me a C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And he'll take me the whole way and I'll ride him with the bumps and bruises. Whoever else comes into those scenarios has no chance. None whatsoever to start, even if they're terrific, even if they come into camp and just throw lights out and build all these wonderful relationships on it. It doesn't matter. They just invested in a top 10 QB. You're dead man walking. That scenario does not exist in Pittsburgh. Kenny's not a kid. Kenny's 25 years old. This is going to be his third NFL season. They don't have to ride out anything with him. They don't even have to start with him. So maybe, just maybe, Mason can get the best of both worlds, meaning that he gets a fair amount of guaranteed money because the Steelers will know him and trust his work ethic and understand his commitment to his craft since he just sat back there for five years and studied and became better by being the scout team quarterback. They don't have to worry about what they're going to get from him. And they don't have anybody else to pay. And they just cut Mitch Trubisky. So they've got that money. They've got Chooks's money. They've got, well, Presley Harvin didn't make much, but they've got more cutting to do. There's $11 million in Allen Robinson alone. They can probably and rightly commit to paying Mason more than other teams might. So he'd get that and the best chance to start. See where I'm going here? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we're going to do another one of these tomorrow.